Welcome to the Health Connection, consciously inspiring your success. The podcast that will inspire you to achieve your optimal health and empower your mind. Where the integration of both East and West unite to give you tips, methods, and inspiration to live the life you desire. With your host, trainer and speaker, doctor of oriental medicine, licensed acupuncture physician, Tai Chi and Qigong instructor, Justin Fontanini. Get ready for an amazing show starting right now. Welcome back. This is Health Connection. I'm your host, Justin Fontanini, where every day is a great day. Hope you guys are enjoying your day today. I uh, I woke up, I did Tai Chi, my meditation, and had breakfast. I feel pretty good. And uh, of course, that's just one way, you know, for myself that, that I could get up. Not every day goes that way, but I would shoot for that. And uh, I think for you as well, sometimes we wake up on the wrong side of the bed or the right side. It just depends on what's going on in the situation. But with the situation now with this pandemic thing, it's it's quite interesting. I do see a lot of people outside exercising, which is really awesome. I see more than normal, probably because most people aren't going to work. More people are staying at home, you know, catching up on things, doing things. Kind of like a, a big vacation is greatly needed. And I, I recently saw pictures over Europe, and I saw the before picture with all the pollution, and it was shown in red right over the whole country. And uh, I think it, it, it was over Spain and Italy and France and stuff like that. And then after this coronavirus came out, all of a sudden, people weren't driving. They were kind of locked down, staying at home. And the pollution completely changed. The redness basically disappeared to, to probably like 80%. It was really, really something. So it just shows the impact we're having. All that pollution going onto the land, into the gardens, and we eat the food. It's in the air. We're breathing it. It gets in the water somehow, and then we drink it. So it's not good. Something's got to change. So this might be a blessing in disguise. And, and through yin and yang, I always realize that the, uh, where the, good, the bad thing is, there's always something good coming out of it. So hopefully something good comes out of this. Hopefully the, uh, the wind blows it away. And before long, we're kind of back to normal in an upgraded version of what we used to have. And uh, that could be pretty good. But for you guys, the, uh, sometimes we wake up on the wrong side of the bed. We wake up and we lay in bed for a moment. We start thinking all the crap we got going on, how everything's so bad. And then we do this while our mind is in the subconscious state because when we just wake up, we're still kind of in theta and alpha brainwaves. And these are aspects of our subconscious mind. And if you start thinking about all this crap, all this garbage, all this negativity, while you're in the uh, subconscious mind, you're basically programming yourself to have these negative thoughts and they're going to be harder to get out of your head and this is going to kind of set the pace and the pattern for the day because as your brain waves speed up and you go from uh, theta and the alpha and then and go to higher brain waves like beta and when you're you're consciously awake uh, basically you program your day because you start off in the subconscious state thinking negative and then you, as your brain waves speed up they have this programming already for this with this negativity these negative thoughts and then that's the way the day goes. And if you do this day after day, it becomes a repeat pattern, becomes your habit. And if you do it for a while, say days, these days will turn into weeks, weeks will turn into years, and then pretty soon a decade goes by and you have the, the same habit, the same consistent negative thoughts. Maybe they're different, but a lot of times they're, they're still negative. And all of a sudden, the, uh, you meet this really negative person one day and you realize, man, that guy's so negative. And you didn't re realize that you're just a, a mere reflection of him because energetically, that's why you guys connected. So it starts with us. We've got to try to break this. And we got to try to get up on the right side of the bed, start with our 
positive thinking, start visualizing how our day wants to go, the things we got to do, the awesome things, the blessings we have, being grateful and thankful for everything we have. And as this happens, when we wake up and we start doing this, it starts to stimulate the subconscious mind. In the, uh, it starts to lay the foundation. It starts getting recorded into our memory banks, into the subconscious aspect of our mind, our nerves, and our body. And pretty soon as we keep doing this, the snowball effect occurs. And this is important because the snowball effect only occurs through consistency. you got to do it daily. And as you keep doing this, pretty soon we're retraining ourselves to think about positive stuff, to focus on positive. And then you'll know you're, you're focusing more on the positive because... When you see negative stuff, when you hear negative stuff, when you watch negative stuff, when you're around negative people, it affects you a lot more. It's because you're so, I can say, clean, so so pure, so whatever. And then when you see all this dirtiness, all this negativity, it really affects you. But a lot of times if we're seeing negative all the time, all our mind is always negative, we're thinking negative, we're looking at the bad stuff in life. When we see a little more of that coming, or even a lot more, it doesn't phase us because it's already in us. We already have that within our, our system, within our subconscious mind. We've been conditioned for years to have this negativity, so it doesn't really you know, bother us so much. And uh, this is not 100%, but this is generally kind of what can happen to us. So that's why, of course, to stay on the positive side would be better. And everybody's different. Some people are more resilient. Some people can, are more resistant to stress. Some are less. So it, individualize is different as well so that's why I say this is not 100% but it's a guideline it's a reference so we always want to try to stay positive and the reason is positive thoughts they lead to positive feelings positive feelings are related to positive emotions and they're all connected and this is gonna connect to a cascade of events that's gonna stimulate the uh, sympathetic or the parasympathetic nerve system in different ways and it's going to cause a reaction either positive or negative all the way into the endocrine system to help our body to release DHEA the longevity hormone or it's going to cause the body to release cortisol the death hormone and also adrenaline because of the fight or flight uh, stimulus that went through the body so just by feelings and emotions and thoughts and uh, whatever we focus on we listen and hear they can be divided into what we call yin or yang. It's either a positive or negative thing. And it's either going to cause a positive reaction or a negative reaction within our body. It's up to you. So that's why it's good to go out in nature. No matter where you are, there's nature around you. You can't, you can't deny it. It's everywhere. There's always some body of water, whether it's a pond, a river, or a lake you have access to, or the ocean. You can see it. You don't have to go to it, but at least you can see it. You can see trees. You can watch the birds. You can do that on your front porch, your back porch. You can walk down the street, go to the area where there's more nature. And you just sit there and you just watch and you just listen. And then you just take a few deep breaths and you just let go. And all of a sudden, you find yourself starting to synchronize with nature. And when you synchronize with nature, all of a sudden, the uh, fight or flight, the sympathetic nerves, they start to chill out, calm down. All of a sudden, you start to feel better. Is because your body unwound, become untensed and untight, unstressed, and all of a sudden you start to feel better. Number one goal is we just want to feel good. We want to feel better. And if we can do this, the uh, our health will be impacted. Our immune system will be impacted. Our blood pressure. <clears throat> we already know that the stress response is definitely linked to all kinds of 
uh, issues in the body. The, uh, it changes the heart rate, the breathing, the digestion, the immune, the, uh, the circulation changes in the body because of the, uh, the, the vascular alteration of the, uh, because of the stress response. All sorts of things that you can read about with the stress response fight or flight. You can see it all online. It's nothing new. It's out there already. But it's just up to us to choose. Do we want to yin or yang? You want to go left? You want to go right? You want to focus on the good thing or the bad thing? You want to sit down and uh, self-cultivate? You want to sit down and self-regulate? You want to sit down and take a moment and relax and breathe, inhale and exhale for your whole body to calm down? Or you want to get up and start watching the news, reading the newspaper, looking for all the bad stuff because you've been conditioned that way and you start looking at all the bad, you start seeing all the bad, you start feeling bad, you start generating bad emotions, all of a sudden, boom, there goes a the fight or flight again. So it's really up to us. The Our five senses in one of the podcasts, I talked about how the... Uh, the eyes, the, they, they, they cloud the, the, the five senses. Uh, they basically, depending on if we're focusing on the positive or the negative, they get stimulated. And the, uh, through the eyes, the things we see, it's like an entrance into the body to cause a reaction. The ears, the things we hear, the things we listen to, is the portal. It's an entrance to our body to cause a shift into the uh, autonomic nerve system, basically. So our, everything through our five senses, they can get stimulated by yin or yang, even smell. You can smell an apple pie cooking or some wonderful food you love. makes you remember awesome times in your life, different past experiences. Or you can smell burning plastic or some fire, and all of a sudden you start getting really nervous you know, and wondering, what's going on? There must be a fire or something. So the five senses, they can cause uh, a shift, an alteration through the autonomic nerve system, either a positive or negative shift. So it's up to us just to find... A balance, a balancing point. We need a balancing point because I've seen research where the uh, a lot of Americans, they when they do research, they found out they were basically stuck in stress. I think it was like 70% of Americans, they're, they're stressed out to some high level. And it's a quite a bit. And it's because we've been on this hamster wheel. So it's time for us to chill out, relax, and find a find a balancing point for for our body, our mind, and our soul, our emotions, for our diet, for the things we do in life. Find a balancing point for the uh, things we do good for nature, the things we do bad for nature, you know, spraying pesticides, chemicals, lawn fertilizers, bug sprays, putting in our yard, in our house, around our house, in our bathroom, under the sink, on our skin. And then, then we start thinking like, hello, where do all these chemicals go? Not only are you getting exposed to them, but they're going into the air, the water supply, and they're going to come right back to you because the water, it whatever it rains down, it goes into the uh, the ground, into the aquifer, wherever that takes it, or it goes into the into the street, it goes into the uh, sewer, and it gets washed out into the ocean or the river, and essentially everything, the water. It works its way back to the ocean, then it through evaporation, it goes back into the air, turns into a cloud, gets transported, it rains back down somewhere, and the cycle starts all over again. So if you think you're just going to pollute your yard and your house and your environment, and, and that's it, no way. There's this cycle that everything flows back, so it's going to come right back on you, and we start to wonder why we got acidic rain, why we're finding chemicals in the waters, the rivers, the lakes, the oceans, is it's because of us. And uh, it all starts with us. If we want that to change, you got to change something. And uh, this also is really important because the, uh, our actions, 
they they basically get divided into positive and negative as well. And essentially, the more good things we do, we start to build up what some uh, cultures would call merit, and other cultures would be call we could call uh, uh, karma, and other uh, cultures they could call uh, virtue. So if you can see that a lot of cultures around the world, they had the same, the same idea with different names. So as we do something, it's going to have a reaction. And this reaction is going to have a positive effect or a negative effect. You're going to get good karma or bad karma. You're going to lose the merit or you're going to build the merit. You're going to accumulate virtue or you're going to disseminate virtue. And when we're done in this world, this is what's left over. All the good deeds we did, they get stored in us as a frequency. And our soul, our spirit, is frequencies impacted by it. And it leaves. It's etched in there. It's like a frequency. It's a vibration. And the higher the frequency, the higher the vibration, like some religions and cultures call a rainbow body. If you attain that, your frequency vibration is ultimately the purest of the pure. Your very high frequency spirit and soul. And some people, they lost all the good karma, the good merit, and the good virtue. When you lose all that, you start to accumulate like negativity, like dark energy, like a dark cloud. And then as you pass, you have this lower frequency, lower vibration. And uh, this is the deciding point on, on uh, what happens from that point on. I don't want to go too deep, and I don't want to you know, talk in a way that uh, some people won't agree upon. But... This is just stuff that I accumulated through my life. I've been completely open to all religions. And the reason is my, my Italian side were Catholics. I grew up, you know, even my cousin to today, he's a Catholic priest. And they, uh, my grandma's side, they're all Christian. So I grew up right away. I had a split. So I had to keep an open mind. And then as I got older, I studied uh, Oriental medicine. And because of that, I had Chinese teachers. Some were Christian, some were Catholic. But of course, coming from an Asian culture, some were Taoist, some were Buddhist. And I had to go in with an open mind, open heart. Otherwise, if I came in with an ego saying, hey, my way is the only way, and, and anything less than that's the highway. The, uh, I wouldn't receive any teachings. I wouldn't receive the in invitations that I received. And I wanted to have became the person I became because of my closed mind, my closed heart. So I learned from a, a very young age Hey, keep an open mind, keep an open heart. And when you do that, hey, your health changes. Imagine walking around your whole life with a closed mind or a closed heart. How, how much can you really take? Imagine you got a cup or a box and it's closed. Let's say your cup has a lid, your box has, is, has a lid as well. You can't put anything in there. You'll have to take the lid off, you gotta take the top off the box. And that's the only way you're gonna put stuff in there to accumulate stuff. And it could be in different stages. It could be knowledge, wisdom. It could be health. It could be all kinds of stuff you may accumulate in that box. But the more you're closed off, the more you have that lid on the cup, the more you got the box on the top of the box on the box, that's it. You cut yourself off. So I know to keep an open mind, an open heart, and let, let God in the heavens, let Mother Earth guide you to learn what you need to learn, to be exposed to what you need to be exposed to, and to keep an open mind about it. Whatever came your way was supposed to come your way, otherwise it wouldn't have came your way. So that's why as things come into our life, whatever we hear, we see, we experience, whatever situation comes to us, whether good or bad or whatever we think, because sometimes we think something's bad, it's actually good. And sometimes we think something's good and it's actually bad. The uh, It's our, our perception, our belief that's the one that 
you know, gives us these ideas and they're not always correct. But as things show up in our life, we have to keep an open mind and open heart because we don't know what we're being shown and how it may connect to something later down the road. And then as these two pieces connect together, how, how it may benefit us or humanity. So we got to keep an open mind and open heart. And uh, with that said today, I, uh, I want you to see what you can do with this information. You know, we can do all kinds of stuff. But uh, at least for the beginning of the day, I want you to wake up and realize you have a choice. Open your heart, open your mind, close it. It's your choice. And it all starts with a positive thought. Because anytime you close your mind off, you close your heart off, uh, that's it. That's it. Closing, the frequency of closing down, you know, is not the best idea. Growth, love. You know, these are opening ideas. So a plant, it starts to grow up and out. A flower, it starts to grow up, out, and open. So the only time a flower starts to close is when it's dead or dying. So the idea, the frequency, energy, and the nature of something closing off is only because it has the energy of it's dying. It's, it's lowering, it's falling, it's closing, it's decreasing. All these are we call yin. Where something growing up and out becoming str- is very strong, is very open, is very pure, is very powerful, very fragrant. All this belongs to the yang nature. So yin and yang, they teach us a lot about the idea of everything. It's a philosophy and a guiding, a guiding uh, principle for our entire life. So you got to keep an open heart because when your heart closes, you're going to be carrying heavy emotional baggage. When your mind is closed... How can uh, anybody help you or guide you? You you can't even receive the idea or the information to be guided, so you got to keep an open mind. And to keep an open mind is to be positive. To keep an open heart is through gratitude and love. To close your heart, to close your mind is through fear, is through negativity. And our five senses are the ways these get into our body. If they don't get into our body from the five senses, from our own thought. And our own thought of negative or positive can open our mind or close our mind because of positive emotion or negative emotion. And our own thought, our own feeling can close our heart or open our heart. It's all based on the emotions and the feelings. So thoughts, emotions, and feelings are extremely important. Each organ in the body is associated with different emotions and different feelings. But of course our five senses, they're all located in our brain. And then we receive these signals, or our head I mean, we receive these signals through our five senses in through our, our head area to the brain, the central nerve system gets the stimulus and directs them to different locations in the body. So the, the eyes, it's the, in the West we say it's the, the window of the soul. In the Orient they say it's a window to your spirit. How can two different cultures have the same idea? There must be something there. But in the Chinese medicine, we believe that the eyeball, it goes in through the optic nerve to the pineal gland, connects to the central nerve system, to the autonomic nerve system. It goes down in through the body, through the vagus nerve, and through different channels and meridians according to the acupuncture system, and it has a relationship to the liver. So the eyes, we believe, has a relationship to the liver. The ears, what we hear, or how the ears work, If they have a hearing problem, tinnitus, it could be damage from sound. 
you know, loud, loud machinery, explosions, you know, military personnel, you know, practicing or whatever. The guns, they're very loud. They can damage the ear. But the ear, through, by way of the uh, auditory canal, the semicircular canals into the, the higher centers of the brain through the cerebellum, to the autonomic nerve system, down through the vagus nerve, through the channels and meridians, through the acupuncture system, to the kidneys. The kidneys have a very direct, close relationship to the ear. The nose is also, as we inhale, goes into the lung. The nose has a very direct connection to the lung, the lung energetic system, the nerve system, and the vagus nerve, and the meridians and channels of the body in the acupuncture point system. The, the nose has this connection with the energetic aspect of the lung. The, uh, the tongue, the, the ability to... Taste not only is related through the nerve system through the brain, but the the ability to talk, to communicate, to articulate. The movement of the tongue goes in through the uh, the the autonomic nerves through the central nerve system. It has a relationship through the channels and acupuncture uh, meridians right into the heart. So our heart, if we have a loving heart, it can show up as the way someone's speaking, communicating. If someone has a very closed heart, a very negative heart, you can just hear. Just listen to them talk for a while. You can listen to what's in their heart because the heart, now we know scientifically, we call it the second brain or another brain. Actually, they call the gut your second brain. So the heart, we now know it has sensory neurite cells. They store memory. It's a fact now scientifically. You can do the research and find out if you didn't know this. It's very amazing that our heart cells store memory, like the brain. And the heart, the more pure, the more loving. It shows up in the way we talk, the way we communicate. It has a very connect, unique connection. The skin, the skin has a, uh, a relationship into our nerve system throughout our whole body because the skin, we say, is the largest organ. It's very closely related to the, uh, the whole body. It's like a wrapper. So as you can see, our senses... The eyes, the ears, the nose, the mouth, the tongue, all these, the skin, they have a relationship to our whole body. And then we've all been stressed out where we felt our stomach tighten up. We've all been stressed out. We feel our shoulders tighten up. We've all been stressed out. We feel our skin just starting to tighten. And then sometimes we feel very scared. We feel the hair stand up on the back of our neck and shoulders. So we can see how there's a relationship with our emotions and our feelings into our our uh, central nerve system and this is important because each of these these uh, these these senses the eyes they connect to the liver the ears they connect to the kidney the nose to the uh, lung to the tongue to the heart the uh, all these things they connect internally they're attached to an emotion to a feeling without going too deep into it we all know where love and happiness and joy are associated. They're associated with our heart. And we all know that if someone has anxiety, a lot of times they feel it in their chest. If they have a panic attack, they feel it in their chest. They might feel palpitations in the irregular heartbeat. Or they might feel palpitations and irregular heartbeat and a, a change in the sensation of their chest. And all of a sudden, they have this, this feeling of anxiety, this overwhelmment come through their body. So the, uh, the heart, you can see, has a very close relationship to anxiety and panic attack and then being overwhelmed. So the, uh, the body, we can see how these emotions affect us. 
And we've all watched the movie where the kidneys, you see someone get shocked, very scared, and they pee their pants. So that idea goes back through history for thousands of years into all the ancient cultures. They knew there was a relationship with fear and fright that go right into the kidney and completely damage the kidney. And then to the extreme, it causes you to lose the urine because the urinary bladder and kidney are directly connected in the urinary system. So you scare the crap out of someone bad enough, they're going to pee their pants. You know, it's energetically connected. But chronic fear, being scared for too long, it's going to cause a reaction, a cascade of the uh, hormones in the adrenal glands that are part of the endocrine system. As you become too scared too long, your body starts to get into this, this fight or flight re, you know, reaction. And basically, your body's consuming the raw material that's stored in the adrenal glands. You're going to age because your life force, a lot is stored in your endocrine glands. According to Chinese medicine, we have this belief. And in Western medicine, now there's science that we know that the more cortisol comes out, the more the adrenaline comes out. The precursors that manufacture these are progesterone and pregnenolone. And these start to get consumed. The more the adrenaline comes out, the more the cortisol comes out. And the raw material that builds the progesterone and the pregnenolone, it comes in the adrenal glands. So basically, you're consuming the raw material. The manufacturing plant is going to use all the raw material to manufacture cortisol to help you be stressed out and scared or, or irritable or whatever emotion it may be. So the more you feel this, you're, you're basically consuming yourself to the point one day you might have something we call adrenal fatigue. All of a sudden you're exhausted beyond belief. You have symptoms of low thyroid. And lo and behold, your whole endocrine system has been consumed. Your life force has been used up by a thought, by emotion, and a feeling, and you didn't even make any money to put in your bank account to store for your retirement. How sad is that? So that's why every day in the morning, in the evening time, you have to sit down, close your eyes, and breathe. Five to ten seconds inhale, five to ten seconds exhale. Let the mind quiet. Let the monkey mind shut off so you can finally become very peaceful, quiet, and relaxed. Let the whole system unwind. Let the water that's very turbulent calm down and relax. Find your way for meditation. There's a million ways out there. You find the one that shows up in your lap, whether it's something you learn here or, or from me directly or from some of our events or whatever it may be or some other teacher in your area or some other you know, YouTube video, some kind of uh, whatever. There's a lot out there. You just find what shows up in your lap. All you have to do is have a desire to learn to do meditation, to help self-regulate your body, to feel better, to regulate your autonomic nerve system, to turn off the fight or flight response, to help decrease the cortisol and the adrenaline in your body so your body can relax and sleep better at night. All you have to do is have that desire and then just let it, let it just build up. And then until one day you're at the right place, the right time, the right teacher shows up, the right book appears, the right YouTube video shows up on your computer screen, and all of a sudden the right match for you for that time, it appears. And then you go from there. And then as you keep wanting to learn more and more, your teachers will change. They'll upgrade. And then as you're ready, the teacher will be ready. It'll appear right before your, uh, your eyes. And this is just through a thought, through a desire. You let nature unfold itself and you'll be in the right place at the right time. Everything will fall into place. With that said, I hope you guys got something out of this. If uh, 
If you like this podcast, click subscribe. That way, the next episode that comes out, you can get a heads up on that. And I, I really hope you the best blessings every day for your family. We're all connected as one, one love for everybody. Until next time, we'll see you then.